This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I'm Ben, and you're listening to the Sound Logic Podcast. This is Mike. Each episode, we discuss one of music's greatest albums from Rolling Stone Magazine's Top 500 list. Brought to you by two guys with no credentials. Ryan and I had the great opportunity the other day to sit down and listen to this whole album on vinyl. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was really great. And I don't have much experience listening to records on vinyl. I don't have a record player. I don't have a vinyl collection. And as soon as Ryan put the needle down and come together started, I noticed a difference right away. It was so full, so smooth. It was really, really nice. The sound was incredible and it was nice to do that together, but the sound on vinyl was wonderful. We had planned to listen to the album together because I had it. And uh, Mike asked if there was a good night for it to work for us to listen to it. And I just, went up and checked the album quick and it had cracked in the last move that I made. So, oh. uh, luckily Mike has Amazon prime and we ordered a new one. It came the next day and straight out of the package onto the turntable. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they're still printing new copies of vinyl Abbey road. Yep. And they remastered it in 2009. So everything sold after that is the remastered version oh interesting uh ryan do you have a a pretty substantial uh vinyl collection i don't really go out record shopping i do thrift store searching Mm -hmm. Uh, but other than that if i'm at a a show of a band i'll swing by the merch table and maybe buy something or if there's an album that i think will sound really good on vinyl then i'll i'll get it like i got a bunch of simon and garfunkel just because they sound so good i i just had to listen to it on vinyl well what is what is the um uh litmus test for you at what point do you say this album uh, sorry this group this band is going to sound better on vinyl versus picking up a digital copy or compact disc or something like that I think it's vocals. I think it seems to have always come down to the vocals. Um, and I guess the Beatles aren't known for uh, exceptional vocals, but um, like Bon Iver, I, um, for Emma, I got that one. Mm. Just because. Layered harmonies and stuff. Yeah, very vocal forward and Simon and Garfunkel for obvious reasons. Uh, is that Bon Iver album the one where they like locked themselves in a cabin in the remote wilderness somewhere and recorded it? Oh, I don't I, know I don't much about it. One Maybe. of their albums, I think. <laughs> I, you know, there's this idea that vinyl sounds warmer, and yeah. I wonder if uh, if there's that like that that cozy element that we want from older music. You know, when we're thinking about music from another time, we want it to transport us and. Um, perhaps that perhaps it's more comforting to have old music 
played. And, and I understand, I, you know, as soon as you said Bonnie Vera, I thought, Oh yeah, I could, I could see why I'd want to listen to that album that way. Um, so that, that brings up some, another thing that Ryan, you might be thinking of as well. Uh, really interesting. Two days before I went to listen to that with Ryan, I was in a thrift store and I was looking through and I don't have a vinyl collection, but I was flipping through the records and I saw two discs that weren't in a sleeve and I picked them up and they were both Duke Ellington records. And I thought this kind of looks interesting. And I had Nora Google it and she said, yeah, this is probably very old. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to buy it. And if it's worth nothing, it doesn't matter. You know, it's just interesting and maybe it is worth something. So I took it over to Ryan's house and I had done some research and I said, Hey, this is, a record that was released by Brunswick made in England. It's a 10 inch. It's not a 12 inch. Mm. It's released in 1932. (laughs) So the record I was holding in my hand was if it was pressed that year was 87 years old. Wow. And I said, Hey, it's got to be played at 78 RPM, (laughs) not the standard 45. Right. And I said, does your record player do that? Ryan said, no, it doesn't. But, hey, there's this really old record player. Is it a hi-fi? Well, it's it's one of those huge cabinets. And I just thought it was a like a table. <laughs> and he opens up the lid and there's a player inside. And sure enough, it goes to 78. So we Whoa. we crank, we put this thing on. And all of a sudden, we've got this old-timey, crackly jazz recording from wow. 32 playing. And it was Again, that very warm... Right when it started playing, the three of us, uh, Mike, Sarah, and I, we just, like, jaws dropped, and we all looked at each other wide-eyed. There's something that transports you to another dimension. I totally agree, and that's what it felt like. And we just kind of looked at each other and smiled, because it just... That stereotypical sound you would hear in an old movie. And that was coming out of the player, and it was really, really cool. So... I don't know if the, those albums are worth anything. I don't care if they are, but it was just really, really interesting and neat to have that in hand and have hold something sure. that's very old. It was yeah. also a yeah. different material than modern yes. vinyls. What what was that? Right. So they didn't start using right. vinyl till about forty nine fifty. Then it was standard. Before that, it was something called a shellac plate or shellac, and I'm not hmm. sure exactly, but it's not f- uh, flexible and bendy. It was very, very stiff and rigid. And in that record store, I saw another one that was cracked. And it looked like if you know if you put a little pressure, it would just snap right off. Not like vinyl, which you kind of whipped around a bit. Yeah. So, yeah, that was really neat. Was it made by Fisher Price? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not. Um, and there was about fourteen <laughs> plinky notes on the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of an aside, yeah. but was kind of an experience. At the same time as the Abbey Road thing, it was kind of yeah. cool. Well, I, you know, the the memory that comes to my mind immediately when I start thinking about record players is uh, playing Christmas albums uh, as children. We'd sit around my parents' record player and put on their old Christmas albums from the sixties and seventies, and uh, I think it must have been because of that kind of uh, warmth of the sound. We'd put those on as opposed to, you know, digging out a box of tapes, cassette tapes or something like that. Um, I don't know. You know, it filled the house in the same way that, 
you know, Christmas cookies, the smell fills the house or something. It was the, the sound of the season came out of the record player, not out of any of the other, you know, ways we could have listened to music at that, at that point. Yeah. I really like that. That's a neat image. Yeah. Yeah. I, I often, if I'm listening to a record and I go into a different room, I sometimes just close my eyes and pretend that the band is there in the other room playing it live for me. And it's really easy to imagine it. It just sounds more full of a Different sound. than any other version of, of, of yeah. music. Hmm. Uh, Ryan and I were chatting a bit when we listened to that about the difference between the sound on a record and the sound on a CD. Ryan, you want to just touch on that briefly? Yeah, well, anytime... Um, audio is digitized it's just kind of like a sampling of points along the wavelength um and then once it's converted into mp3 it's it's compressed now to send across the internet however many times we want and they compress it into less information and so it's less of those points along the wave so uh, that's where where it sounds like more of a full sound on a vinyl because it is that that smooth curve of the sound wave instead of the choppy curve from point to point. There's also an aspect to um, what they were able to put onto a vinyl record, right? In terms of the, um, the spectrum of sound waves, they couldn't make the notes too aggressive or the needle would skip. And so you end up getting, um, sometimes the music gets muted somewhat, in how it gets processed to put on vinyl. Um, and you couldn't get some of the really, I, I don't know why I ended up listening to, um, I don't know, more, you know, like hits from the last couple of years recently on Spotify. And there was some uh, sampling used that probably couldn't go on a record, or if it was on a record, it wouldn't sound the same. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have the same depth of, of sound. It would probably sound warmer <laughs> or, uh, or rounder or fuller, you know, all those, those lovely verbs that we use to describe vinyl, but, um, <laughs> it wouldn't, it wouldn't grab you in the same way as the electronic sampling, um, mm-hmm. in the digital version. That's interesting because I often use the word smooth to describe, uh, the vinyl sound, especially, when we started listening to Abbey Road and the bass riff on Come Together came in, just very smooth, more yeah. smooth sounding on a CD or a MP3 format. And that makes sense what you said about the, they weren't able to put those more jarring or sharp sounds on because it would make the record or the needle bounce. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and I find it sounds more smooth. So it all adds up. If there's a sound tech person listening out there, please add some comments as to to kind of point us in the right direction. I might need to be uh, fact checked quite a bit because I'm one of those <laughs> guys the, that hears things from a source. And I'm like, about well, that. I for real. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also uh, we just kind of say stuff. And <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> If you like what you hear, subscribe on your favorite podcast app and write a review. Send us a message at our Facebook page, on Instagram, or through our SoundLogic Podcast Twitter feed. Thanks for listening.